Welcome to Living a Simple Life with a Back Porch View. Thanks for stopping by. Grab a glass of lemonade, pull up a rocker, and join me for conversations about living the simple life. Go ahead, get comfortable, and settle in for a good visit. It's time to relax and enjoy. Everyone needs a little room to breathe. There's something about living a simple life that allows the heart to inhale fresh, life-affirming air. Life just feels fresh, unencumbered, and peaceful. One way I found to sabotage this breathing space is to live among clutter. We live in a society where our wants dictate our spending habits. We bring home unnecessary items that we can't live without and mingle them with those precious things that have been handed down from generation to generation. Before long, our homes are so cluttered, there's no longer room for the people. Clutter is more noticeable to me as I have a tendency towards claustrophobia. Lately, my home has gotten too tight for me to live comfortably. So I'm throwing down the gauntlet and will be doing some serious fall cleaning. You may hear wailing coming from this direction, but I plan on being ruthless towards what stays and what goes. One thing to remember about the things you have sitting around your home, the more you have, the more time you spend dusting or washing. I have a prized collection of enamelware that sits on a vintage shoe rack in my kitchen. At least once a month, and more than likely more often, I find I have to unload the rack and wash every item on it. The rods that held the shoes for drying are covered with a sheet of glass. Since the rack sits next to the stove, cooking splatters stick to it and the glass has to be thoroughly clean. Everything on it has to be washed and dried. And since many of those items are vintage in nature, that means they have to be hand washed. By the time I'm finished with just that one section of the kitchen, almost an hour has gone by. Time I could have been doing so many other things. And that is only one small section of my entire house. The less clutter I have, the less I have to clean. The less I have to clean, the more room I have to move around. The more room I have to move, the fresher less encumbered, and more peaceful my life becomes, and my heart is able to breathe again. Cleaning out the clutter in your home sounds like a major undertaking, and yes, I can already hear you moaning, but it doesn't have to be a treacherous job, and if you keep a mental image of the finished product in mind, it may just be make the going easier. Here's a few tips that might help as well. Don't hurry. A thorough decluttering shouldn't be rushed. Yes, we want this project to be finished as quickly as possible, but by doing so, we may be unhappy with the final results. I may accidentally give away or sell an item that, come to find out, belonged to Great Aunt Rachel and is one of a kind and has great value, either monetarily or sentimentally. On the flip side, 
I may keep an item that has absolutely no use, but the memories attached. Keep in mind that it took you a lifetime to collect all these things. Give yourself permission to take the time to sort through them. And set a few goals for yourself as you tackle the decluttering. From start to finish, this project will probably take you a full year, and you can divide that year into sections. I have an initial goal of three months to clear away the surface items, things like knickknacks, books, and paperwork. If I'm not sure about an item, I'll allow it to stay for an additional six months. The final three months will be used to determine if the remaining items still have enough value to stay. If not, they'll be put in a box and disposed of. Now, keep in mind, if within those six months something is determined to be put into a box, do it without hesitation. Tip number two, you need to be prepared. It's helpful to have boxes and or bins on hand when you get started. Place four on the floor. Mark one for garage sale, one for donations, one for trash, and one for family. As you pick up an item, decide which box it needs to go into. Once it goes into a box, it's required to stay, which is why you really want to take some time to decide. It's possible to have a fifth box for storage, but set yourself a few ground rules. Storage items should be limited to holiday items and things you may want to hand down to your own children someday. And if that's the case, give each category their own box. Just set yourself a limit as to how many boxes go in storage, or you may end up with 100 boxes with that designation which in turn defeats the main purpose. One room, one section at a time. Each room will be divided into quadrants. In each section, begin with surface things, then move to closets, drawers, and under beds. Each item will have to answer a series of questions. Are you necessary? Are you useful? Can I live without you? Not, do I want to live without you, but can I? Will my mother or sister kill me if I sell you in a garage sale? If no is the answer to any of these questions, or yes to question three, then in a box it goes. From there, you'll either have a massive garage sale or a local thrift shop will have a sizable donation. On the first path, my goal is to clear out no less than 50% of the extraneous items. After I finished with the room, I'll make another sweep to see if there is anything else that can go before I move to the next one. When the last room is finished, I'll make a final pass through the entire house and then let it rest for the allotted six months and then repeat the process. Now, about those boxes, as you fill them up, be sure to put them in their proper place. If they're being donated, go ahead and put them in your vehicle and schedule a time to drop them off within the next day or so. If they're designated for a garage sale, store them in a place where they're out of the way, yet easy to get to. Check your calendar and go ahead and pencil in a date. By doing so, you'll encourage yourself to keep to your decluttering schedule. If there are items that you want your family to sift through, call them up and have them come as soon as possible. 
And in order to encourage them to come, let them know that if they haven't gone through the items within a certain amount of time and taking, taking them home with them, they'll be headed for the garage sale pile or the donation box. The best part about doing it this way is that you can schedule an hour or two in the evening or a few hours each weekend without tying up every free minute you have. Some rooms, such as the bathroom, can probably be accomplished in an hour or two. Some may take a full day, so break it down to several three or four hour sessions. And don't worry, you have time to get it all done. Just don't give yourself so much time that you give up before you get just one section of the room done. Is breathing in your own home getting difficult? If you feel as if you're being suffocated by a cluttered home, then maybe it's time to get busy and create a little more room to breathe. You, your family, and your heart will certainly appreciate your efforts. If you want to learn more about the topic in hand, just visit my website at www.thefarmwife.com. If you're enjoying listening to these podcasts, you can support the show by clicking the support button in the show notes. You can, when you do, you'll be helping me continue bringing your fun and helpful ideas for living the simple life you love. And for those of you who are supporting the show, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you have questions or just want to stop in for a visit, you can do that through email at thevirtualporch at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss a single conversation. I'll be sitting on the porch every Monday morning waiting for your visit. Thanks again for stopping in. I'll see you next week on Living a Simple Life with a Back Porch View. And while you're waiting for the next episode, grab that glass of refreshment, pull up a rocker, and sit back for a while. It's time to relax and enjoy.